Welcome to the Go All In podcast. I'm your host, Robert Bruss. And today on the show, we have Matt Clark from thevirtualedge.com. Now, if you want to take your business to the next level and make it rain leads and sales, then you're going to love this show. Let's get started. to be back doing some go all in podcasts and sharing some stories of success and uncovering what it takes to break through and to win. Today on the show, we have Matt Clark, who, as you'll see and hear, is one of the most passionate business owners you'll ever meet. You can tell when someone is living their purpose. They have the most incredible direction. They have huge confidence and a swagger that's undeniable. And Matt has all three of these things in spades. Now, if this is your first time here at the Goal In Show, welcome. It's great to have you here. And if you're back for more, welcome back. We love our repeat offenders here at the Goal In Podcast. Before we get into the show today, just take a little peek at your phone and hit the subscribe button on the app that you're listening in on. And if you're watching this on YouTube, just scroll on down and hit the subscribe button there as well. And don't forget to ring the bell. That way you'll always have some motivation and some Goal In love right there in your pocket as the new episodes come out. Lastly, if you like what you hear today, please share this episode with your friends and your family. Matt has an important message to share. And if we can help just one or two people break through their barriers and get unstuck, then we would have done our job here on the podcast today. Alrighty, let's get into this. As you'll hear, Matt came from humble beginnings. He didn't want to go to university after he left school. And after a series of life events, he found himself working the doors as a door-to-door salesman in the UK. Fast forward to 2020 and Matt has a thriving business and he helps other business owners gather three to five new leads each day via LinkedIn without spending a cent on advertising. Matt's an expert at what he does, but more than that, he has the mindset of someone who truly knows what it takes to be successful. If you want to know how to make it rain leads and sales, then listen in closely. Please help me in welcoming Matt Clark. Matt Clark, welcome to the Go All In podcast. It's great to have you here, mate. Yeah, amazing, man. Thank you for having me on. And obviously, I'm from South Africa and not from the UK. So we'll get, get that one right in the beginning. Oh, it's out there in the public. I got it wrong when I first spoke to you. Sorry about that. Apologies. <laughs> hey, uh, before we get into all this Go All In craziness and the madness, why don't we let, get to, let the audience get to know you a little bit? Why don't you tell us where you're from? You said you're from South Africa and Tell us a little bit about how you got into what it is that you're doing today. Yeah, absolutely, man. So yeah, based in South Africa, lived here most of my life. Um, you know, I love to travel. I've traveled, I don't know, what, 42 countries. Um, so that's pretty exciting. Wow. But how I got into what I'm doing today and, you know, so what we do is that we help entrepreneurs get two to five high value leads per day from LinkedIn without paying for ads. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've been very privileged in the last two years. We've been able to help over 1,500 entrepreneurs in 18 countries grow. Wow. And that's kind of like my thing. Um, I love seeing results. I love seeing people take their businesses, take their lives to the next level. Uh, mm-hmm. That's the kind of thing that, that gets me going. Very nice. Very nice. But so that's where I started. You, you, never, you never started there, did you? Were you in sales no. before that? What did you do before you were in this business? Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, and I guess we can go back a little bit. You know, when I finished school, my dad was like, well, great. You're going to go to, you're going to go to university and you're going to be the first one in the family to get a degree. 
Mm-hmm. I was like, you must be joking. Um, <laughs> oh, I don't know how you guys know. are about swearing. Like, can I go or is that? No, nah, go for it, man. Go for it. I'll just, <laughs> yeah. I'll just put the little E icon in iTunes. We're all good. <laughs> Excellent. So I was like, you, you must be fucking kidding me. Like, there's no ways I am going to go and study because I hated school and now you want me to go and do that. That's just, it's not going to happen. Yeah. And so what I did instead was I landed up working as a waiter. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I built, I got some cash flow going, and uh, I had a bit of a system going. So what I do is that, like, my earnings for the night, I would take one half and put it in my left pocket, and one half and put it in my right back pocket. And the reason for that was that I would save half and spend half. Mm-hmm. And so that was kind of like my philosophy growing up. And then what happened was that I got to a stage where I was just, honestly, I was just partying too much. and um, I landed up crashing my dad's car and then I crashed his girlfriend's car and he was like, all right, enough now. Um, So he went into my cupboard, grabbed my roll of cash, bought me a plane ticket, sent me over to the UK uh, to go and do some work. And I landed up doing, you know, installations of Sky TV over there. And I was like, it was disgusting. It was terrible. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, no, I hated it. And so that lasted all of about a week and a half. And then <laughs> I went and I saw this other ad for a job in the newspaper and I went for an interview in the middle of London. And what happened was that eventually I, f- I figured out that this whole thing, we went through like three or four rounds of interviews and it was nuts. I mean, they got us to cluck like a chicken um, sing songs, tell jokes. It was the most ridiculous interview ever. Right. Turns out at the end, it's for a job doing door to door sales. Oh gosh. <laughs> yep. And so, you know, they only allowed a couple of people through based on their personality profiles and if they pass the test, because it takes a special kind of animal. Mm. And um, I was one of those animals, apparently. <laughs> turns out <laughs> <And> you were. <laughs> turns out I was, right? And so they sent me off to a castle in Scotland to go get trained up for two weeks. And it was fantastic. I mean, we did intense sales training. We had to learn a script. We had to practice knocking doors. We did team building exercises, which... I later figured out that that was how they're going to determine who's going to be like the leaders and the managers and all that sort of stuff. And so we all went off then to our our different areas. And that's when I figured out I loved sales, number one, and that I'm pretty good at it. Mm -hmm. And so I just kept on building on the skill. You know, I started reading more books on it. I kept learning my script. I kept like putting more into it. And I think that's like, you know, there's a fundamental difference because some people say, oh, you're just natural born, um, salesman or you know natural born something and i think there is something to it but i also believe that it's something that can be learned like any skill you know some people just got natural affinity for it Mm -hmm. but if you don't nurture it and you don't put more into it and you don't grow it and learn it somebody else can become better than you that doesn't have that innate skill yep look I, i so agree with that i think the uh the natural part about sales is the communication piece if you're a yeah. clear communicator and you're good at having a conversation, then you can learn to be good at sales as well. And sales has been something very close to my heart over the years as an entrepreneur. All entrepreneurs have to deal with that. You know, you've got to get out there and hustle. Oh, yeah. You've got to grind. You've got to learn to sell, presenting in front of, you know, boardrooms and all sorts of things over the years. And I've made every mistake there is to make in that book. Of course. And, and I've had some really big, big satisfying wins as well. And, um, you know, in some ways it's a metaphor for life, um, selling constantly like that. Cause everything is sales yeah. that you work on like that. Do you still have a love of it today? Absolutely. 
absolutely. I mean, I've got, you know, we, we live and breathe what we do. So, you know, whatever we teach people to do is what we do in our own business. I mean, I've got 22 sales calls booked in for this week. Wow. Right. Is he busy? I love it. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. No, I love it. We've got some big goals to hit, right? So between yeah. me and my team, um, and I'm also busy training up some salespeople. So they're booking some calls in, I'm jumping on with them, doing the sale, teaching them as we go along so that I can step out of it in the next uh, couple of months. Mm -hmm. I have to say, as, uh, as, as I've grown in business and become more successful, I've fallen out of love with sales so as much. Well, I'm not in, yeah. in love with it as much as I was. I haven't fallen out of love. Maybe that's not quite accurate, but I don't love it as much as I used to. I used to love the chase, the hustle, and you'd get in there and you'd <laughs> win. And I'd be like, oh. But I don't yeah. think I don't, I don't have as much energy for the, the trace and the hustle and trying to get in there these yeah. days as I, as I once do. And, and when I win, I'm kind of a little bit more satisfied with that. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's cool. I don't just like down tools and go straight to the next sale like I, I once did. 100%. Well, I think it changes, you know, because, you know, I'm, I'm kind of in that stage as well. I mean, I've got 14 people on my team. And at the moment, the only reason I'm doing so many sales is because I'm training people up. Mm. Um, you know, and building the systems and the structure so that they can take over from you so that they can be at that higher level. But um, I think it changes. Like you have different kinds of sales that happen in your life and different kinds of sales that happen in your business that yeah. get you excited and get you going. Yeah. And they tend to be bigger and fewer parts and, you know, and you just want to enjoy life a lot more than just chasing bloody sales all the time. Can, can, you, uh, can you share with us a, a story of sales where you, where you crashed and, and burnt? <laughs> If you, you oh, go yeah. first and I'll share a funny one as well. I always <laughs> lessons to learn in, in something like that. So tell, tell us about one that went really badly wrong on you. Yeah. Um, so it was actually, I think one of the ones that stands out in my mind the most, I mean, there've been tons that have gone wrong, right? But the one that stood stands out in my mind the most, I was, was my second day of knocking doors in the UK. So now I've just gone through all this training. We'd gone out. My first day, I smashed it out the park. I did like five deals and people awesome. went nuts. They were like, oh my God, this is going to be great. Second day, I did two deals. But here's what happened. I went out and I got my two deals early in the morning. And I went and I knocked this door. And I'll never forget, it was in this place called Blackbird Lees in the UK, which is like a really council area, right? And the people are rough there. So I go and I knock on the door. And this woman opens up. And I'm like, hello there, send the electric. There's my identification. There's a free phone number there if you want to check my credentials. He's like, oh, can you just fuck off? I was like, what? <laughs> She's like, I'm so fucking sick and tired of you guys coming to my door and knocking every single day. I've had enough. I'll sit to the last person. No, you know, just fuck off. Bang. And she slams the door in my face. And I was like, whoa. You know, like I've, you know, like I've been shouted at. Like I didn't exactly grow up in a stable home. Let's put it that way. Right. <laughs> But that's from someone you know. Yeah, it's quite <laughs> different. It's quite a different it. story. <laughs> yeah, like she just came out to the door guns blazing. And I was like, mm. all right, that's a bit crazy. <laughs> so then I'm like, I'm like a little bit shell-shocked. And I start walking away and I hear the door opening again. And I'm kind of expecting to be like, oh, sorry, you know, I didn't mean to go nuts on you like that. It's a little kid. I mean, I must have been about eight to ten years old. And it shouted at me, and don't ever fucking come back. <laughs> Bang, slams the door again. <laughs> I was like, what? The apple didn't fall far from the tree, literally. <laughs> exactly. But there is a silver lining to the story, right? So mm. what happened was that they sent me back about two months later to the same place and gave me the same road because I didn't sign any more deals on that day. And my manager was shouting at me and I was just like, oh my God, this is, 
it's all gone pear shaped. Mm-hmm. And so um, I got to the the door about two week, two months later, and I was like, "No, nah, I'm not knocking that door." Oh, you remember? There's no ways I'm doing it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I remembered exist. There was like a ring of fire around it. Are you kidding me? <laughs> And um, so my manager was just shouting at me. He's like, you go and knock it. You, you better get deals because I was struggling again on that road. And uh, I went and I knocked the door and she's like, they must hate you. Like, what are you doing here? I just went and shouted at me. Don't ever fucking come back. Slammed the door in my face again. And I was like, yeah, pretty much expected that. But I wasn't as traumatized by it this time. Yeah. Right. And so we went back again about a month later to the place. And I was like, right, because now I'd had a lot more experience. I'd signed a lot of deals. I dealt with a lot of different situations. I was like, give me that road. I'm going Mm. there. Mm. First door, I walked straight up to the door in the morning, knocked on the door. She's like, oh my God, do do they just hate you? Or are you stupid or what? I said, look here, here's the deal, right? Either you're going to shut up and listen to what I have to say, okay? Because I can genuinely help you, right? Or I'm just going to come back tomorrow and the day after and the day after and the day after. And honestly, if I can't help you, I'm going to tell you I can't help you. And then I'm out of your hair anyways, and I'll never come back. Mm-hmm. What do you say to that? She was like, oh, okay, come inside. And I landed <laughs> up signing her for absolutely everything we could sign them for. <laughs> 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 We're going to win. We're going to win, man. That's actually not a crash and burn story. That's a story of perseverance and, and commitment. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it, it was a crash and burn the first one. Yeah. Um, but I kind of don't really, I think every time that I've crashed and burned like that, I'm like, nah, I can't, I can't, I can't lose like that. You know, <laughs> got to go back and, and, and figure something out. Well, I, and I mean, I, we've I, done that. Sorry, go ahead. We, we, we kind of have that attitude in our business as well, because we've had situations like in, in the past when, before I got into this LinkedIn thing, where we've worked with big clients and we've, we haven't got the results and we felt like we crashed and burned. And we've always gone back and like and and made it right and sorted it out and you know put the work in. So I've never kind of really just left it there. I always want to go back and like sort it out at least to a stage where it's okay. It doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to be like okay, you know. Mm, mm. Nice one, nice one. Great lesson in there of perseverance and and resilience. It's a it's a good one. I I worked on a project with a, a friend of mine, Claire, for oh gosh, it must have been about two months, and it culminated with a meeting in. Uh, across the road from central station here in Sydney. And it was yeah. with uh, the new South Wales rail authority and the names changed so many times. I think at the time it was called state rail, you know, they changed the name of these, these government run organizations. And um, I was led to believe that it was like an initial meeting and the meeting was set for two o'clock. And they said on the meeting invite that it was a little bit confusing to find, you know, because there was two buildings in the same address and they were in this one here and you had to go in this lift and it was a bit of a rabbit warren to find there. So, uh, of course, I didn't leave myself enough time and I'm always on time. But this particular day, I was running a little bit late um, and I went into the wrong building. I went into the wrong place. Someone directed me to the right place. I got there and I was all flustered because now I'm like 10 minutes late and I'm expecting like two people for the meeting because that's kind of, no one said how many people were going to be there. And... <laughs> <laughs> I bomb burst through the door, through the boardroom door when they finally, finally got there. And no joke, there's like 30 people in the room and they're all sitting about this big horseshoe table. There's like engineers, like rail engineers and all sorts of like advertising people and marketing people. And they're all kind Jeez. of like got their pencils in their hands and their pens and they're kind of like, oh, you're here now, are you? Yeah. 
And I was yeah. not prepared at all. I had no presentation, I had nothing, <laughs> anything. It was like, Claire was like, where have you been? I've been waiting for you. And it's like, ah, she was stressed. I was stressed. And everyone was like, you know, I, I was the entertainment for their afternoon. So yeah. all of that is make sure you give yourself enough time. That's the first one. And, yep. and maybe prepare a little so bit. So did you sign the deal or what? No, nah, man, the whole thing fell over. Yeah. <laughs> the whole thing. Two months of work, it fell over completely. Like, oh, so, shit. You know, and I've, I've had my ups and downs in, in business like that, um, but it's rarely because of my mistake. Um, yeah. you, know, some, you don't win every deal that you get in front of. That's just a fact of life. 100%. Um, but, but that one, I didn't even get a chance to actually try and win the deal because I buggered it up right at the start. It's kind of, don't do that. That's how not to do sales. Yeah. <laughs> yes, man. I, I had a I had a time where it was you know so, similar kind of situation, and we were actually doing because so when I stopped knocking doors in the UK, I came back to South Africa, and um, I started up. Uh, I started working for one of my friends. Well, I was, I was doing like corporate clothing and gifts. Absolutely hated it. Right. <laughs> Worst thing ever for me. Okay. And one of my the guy that I used to work for in the UK phoned me up one day, and he was like, "Matt, you got to come and see me." I've got the best thing ever. So he phones me on the Tuesday. I went to see him on the Wednesday. I quit my job on the Wednesday. And I was like, I'm in. I'm all in. <laughs> right? Let's, we're just going with that direction. Mm-hmm. And um, what happened was that <clears throat> we, we landed up selling telephone systems like PABX, copiers, CCTV, door-to-door on five-year lease agreements. Dude, it was amazing, man. I mean, I was like 19 years old. I was making, you know, in terms of Aussie dollar terms, between eight and 20 grand a month. Yeah, you clean up, right. you clean up selling systems like that, especially on five-year contracts. Oh, hey? Yeah, absolutely, cleaning up. And I remember walking into this uh, building the one day, and we used to go, love going and knocking on these engineering firms, right? Mm-hmm. And because um, they'd have like a small, a small office, and then they'd have a big yard, mm-hmm. and they were really easy to sell to. <clears throat> and so the one day I walked into this place, and I had a chat with the receptionist, and I'm like, "Yeah, can I speak to the owner?" And she's like, "Oh, it's your lucky day. They're in." I'm like, oh, fantastic. Also, you know, expecting like two, three people walk into this boardroom. Turns out it's a multinational company. <laughs> There's like 18 people around the boardroom. They got the directors from Switzerland, from Germany, from China, from all over sitting mm. in this little building. And I'm like, deer in the headlights. <laughs> but luckily, I knew my script and I had a backup. So I was like, and I was like, what is the number one thing engineers like? Drawings. Wow. <laughs> So I was like, can I draw on your whiteboard? And I just drew the whole picture. We actually landed up winning the deal. It was beautiful. Nice, nice. Completely just for that cold. office or were there multiple locations? We won it for three offices. Um, and the international ones, we were going to have a discussion at a later stage. But as you do in door-to-door sales, you just move on to the next, the next, the yeah. next. It kind of just fell by the wayside. Yeah, nice one. Nice one. Good stuff. Well, Matt, thank you so much for sharing a little bit of your background with us and with the audience. People come on over to the Go All In podcast to learn more about others that have gone all in. So if you could, mate, could you please share with us your biggest Go All In story or stories and the lessons that you've learned from your commitment to success? Yeah, man. Oh, there's been a couple where, you know, you kind of, and I think one of the big things of being an entrepreneur or having an entrepreneurial spirit, like I've actually, I've never worked for a salary. Mm-hmm. This is the first time in my life as an owner of a company that I, own, I earn a salary. Mm-hmm. Uh, nuts, right? The rest of the times I've only earned commissions. So if you don't work, you don't sell, you don't make cash. At the same time, you know, I love to do it and I'm, you know, I got a system down so I can make a lot of money. But so one of the times going all in was the time I just shared with you there where I was like kind of, 
you know, you, you put a lot of strings out. So I'm not someone that's always known what I wanted to do my entire life. You know, there's those people, they're like, I'm going to be a doctor, I'm going to be a lawyer, I'm going to be a whatever it is, and that's what they do. That's not me, right? <laughs> so I've always tried a bunch of things out, and whatever I've really liked, I've gone further in. And so that was one time when I was doing, I was kind of like messing around, doing a few things, I was looking for something to do. And my old uh, boss phoned me up, and he was like, Matt, um, you know, I'm doing this thing. It's the easiest money we've ever made. We're selling telephone systems door to door. I was like, okay, cool. He's like, you've got to come that. and see me. Yeah. Yeah. So I was living in Johannesburg at the time. So he was up in Johannesburg. I went and saw him on the, he phoned me on the Tuesday. I saw him on the Wednesday. I quit my job the same day. And I was like, cool, I'm in. What do I need to do? He's like, okay, I need you to move to Cape Town for three months so we can train you up. And then we're going to open up a Joburg office. And then I'm like, okay, let's do it. And I was about 18, you know, just about to turn 19 at the time. And I actually found all my old pay slips the other day sitting here next to me. Mm-hmm. And I looked at the kind of cash that I was earning at that stage and it was ridiculous. Man, I was making more money than both my parents combined. Wow. Did your oldies know at the time? Uh, they kind of they were like, yeah, you're doing well and all the rest. They just didn't know how well. <laughs> I think they would have had a bit of a heart attack, you know? Yeah. And so, you know, from that, I mean, that experience led me to growing more into sales. And then an opportunity came a couple of years later. And and I kind of went in and out of it because, you know, I did that for a couple of years. Like door-to-door sales every day is intense. Gosh, it's a slog. Yeah. And even if you are making good money, it's still like you're working hard every single day. Mm -hmm. And so I got to a stage where I was like, look, I don't want to do this anymore. I want out. And then I went out and I did a couple of other things, you know, threw a couple of strings out there, see what would stick. And I made a bit of money, nothing, nothing too amazing. And I went back into it. Right. And then I got an opportunity where, um, my, the, the guy I was working for at the time, he said to me, he's like, look, we are opening up a, I want to open up an office in Durban and I want you to run it. And I was like, okay, I can do that. We're going to change the game a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I moved to Durban, but just, packed up my stuff and, and left. Nice. And uh, I landed up living there for three, four years and it became the most successful office. Myself and a, and, a, and a friend of mine were running that office and it was the most successful office. We cleaned up. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Um, and then a couple of years later, I had an opportunity to open up a business with um, two, of my, two of my friends, um, also doing telecoms. And we did that and we just kind of went all in. We set up a Samsung dealership we dropped everything else that we were doing. It was a big, scary move, right? We didn't know what was going to happen. Yeah. But in our first year, we did um, 12 million rand in sales. It's about 1.2 million Australian. Mm-hmm. Our second year, we did 24. Our third year, we did 60 million. And our fourth year, we did 100 million in revenue. Wow. Fantastic. So yeah, it was intense. Um, but on the first day, so how crazy is this? Because we left, uh, he has a crazy story for you, right? So because we left, we were working for another company at the time, building it up. We left the company. I mean, we built that company up. We'd hired all the people. We trained everyone. And we said, look, guys, we're leaving. And um, some of you are going to want to stay. Some of you are going to want to come with us. Who would like to do what? Mm -hmm. So some came and some left. (laughs) On the first day, we opened up the office, right? The sheriff of the court was waiting there with a cease and desist order. Why? (laughs) They called it a mutiny. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. Because <laughs> we left the previous company and uh, some of the sales guys came with us. 
Gosh. And so some of them stayed, some yeah. of them came with us. And um, yeah, that's how we started. Um, but we landed up making it a very successful company. And, you know, I look at it as the foundation of, of what we've been able to achieve in this business today. And, and what's happened to that business? Does it still exist or, or no more? So I sold my shares in that business a couple of years ago. Um, you know, what, what started happening was that making money became more important than how we made our money. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it started like my values, I wasn't aligning with my values. And, and honestly, just selling boxes, like hardware, wasn't very fulfilling. And, um, you know, I've realized now is that, you know, I need to do something that is actually fulfilling, that helps other people grow, that where, we can, where I can see actual results. Mm-hmm. And so I had to make a change. Um, and also, you know, I didn't want to be knocking doors for the rest of my life. Yeah. Yeah. Right, so that leads it to another story of going all in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, it's another version of it, isn't it? Absolutely. Matt, if someone's listening to, to this podcast or watching this video on YouTube and they're, they're teetering on the edges of diving in and having a crack, because just in, in the last 10 minutes, you've said, oh, well, I just picked up and I moved to that place and I moved to that place and picking your whole yeah. life up, whether you're 19 years old or you're 39 years old, Picking up and moving somewhere else is a big thing and starting something new is a big thing. And I get a lot of feedback from the show of, Hey Rob, I'm, I'm thinking about doing this and you know, inevitably it's a business or something like that, but Mm. I'm just too scared to take the leap. What would you say to somebody that's right on the very edge and they're on the edge of the unknown, but they can't quite get there. How would you, how would you give them a nudge across the edge or would you just like give them a shove? Yeah, so it's interesting um, because I'm actually at that stage with a with a, a big life decision myself and my my fiance at the moment. Um, we're actually getting married at the end of this month. Woo-hoo. Congratulations! <laughs> Thank you. Um, but we're actually looking at relocating country um, this year, and it and it's a big decision, right? Huge. And so, yeah, you know, kind of when and and if I look back at the at the decisions that I made back then, you know, I was I was you know a lot younger. I had no ties. I had no responsibilities. I had, I wasn't paying for anything. I had a rental apartment that I was living in. Mm. It's very easy to make a decision. And I really just looked at the opportunity and I said, what is this opportunity going to give me? Right. And I looked at this and I said, okay, cool. You know, getting up and moving to Durban as an example, I looked at it and, you know, instead of saying, here's what to do, I'll share how I think about these things. And maybe that can help people move forward. Is that I looked at the opportunity and I was like, is this going to get me further, you know, further towards my goal than where I am right now? And if the answer is yes, I just did it. Mm. Like it's that simple. Beautiful. Okay. And what it means, you know, when you go through that, are you going to meet new people? Absolutely. Are you going to experience new stuff? Absolutely. Are you going to learn new things? Absolutely. Are you going to have to find new friends? Absolutely. Mm. Now for some people that scares the shit out of them. (laughs) Right. For me, I love to travel. And I was like, yep, I'm in. Let's go. I'm in. <clears throat> and so even now, I mean, we're looking at it because, uh, you know, South Africa is at a, at a really interesting point in terms of the politics and in terms of the, the, what's going on in the country. And I'm kind of looking at this and I'm like, are we, going, are we making a decision that is going to get us close towards our goals? And the answer is yes. Is it going to, are we going to have to make more friends and change our lives? And, and you know, now it's not just me making the decision. Yeah. For me, it's easy. Like if I'm by myself, yeah, absolutely. I'm in. Like, let's go experience new shit. That's me. Yeah. yeah. But my fiance, I mean, she's got three businesses here. 
and they're not businesses that you can run from anywhere in the world like miners. Mm. You know, I've built my business specifically over the past six years that I can step out of it and it can run without me and it can happen anywhere in the world. Yeah. So I would say, you know, if somebody is teetering on the edge, everything in life, the number one thing that is certain in life, there's two things. It's not death and taxes, it's death and change. Because <laughs> right? some people just avoid taxes. Yes, <laughs> okay. great. <laughs> not, it's not great, but it happens, okay? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also, if you're in a certain earning bracket, you don't pay taxes anyway. So yeah. two things that are certain is death and change, mm-hmm. right? And if you don't change, life is going to be boring, you know? And if you look at the, the six human needs is, you know, certainty or uncertainty. Like some people crave certainty and some people crave uncertainty. Mm. Like for me, uncertainty is more important than certainty. But if you're somebody that needs certainty and you've got a big decision to make, it's very simple. The certainty comes in is, am I certain this is going to get me closer towards my goal? Yeah. yeah. If the answer is yes, go and do it. Yeah. Because man, it'll unlock things in your life. And, and even if things don't work out, you'll learn some pretty important lessons. Yeah. I love that. You know, you just never know where you're going to end up and you just never know what's going to happen on the other side of those decisions. And that little bit of uncertainty is kind of, for me, that's a bit exhilarating in, in some ways. I've been building a course yeah. in the last, uh, I've been building the, the master your mind and go willing course um, that'll be coming out in the next couple of weeks. And one of the uh, one of the things that I've had to do, which has been a hell of a lot of fun, is to reflect back on all of the interviews that I've done over the last year or so. And there's been, I've done more than 200 interviews. I've been interviewed more than 200 times myself. And what I was trying to do by reflecting on all of that was to try and find the common denominator in what it is that people have when they decide that they're going to go all in on something. And yep. what I discovered was, some people just do it without even thinking and other people are really methodical. Like sometimes you're forced into a circumstance like you've got a medical diagnosis of cancer and you've got no choice. You've got to go all in and commit to that and solve your problems. Right. And other people are like, they do it by default. Like it's just happened to them. Circumstances happen to them and Oh geez, if I don't commit to this, then, you know, I'm going to lose my business or I'm going to lose my relationship or something like that. And then there's the people that go ahead and plan methodically in, in everything that they do. So there's sort of like three categories of going all in, which has been a really interesting journey to go back and look at all those interviews and remember all those people and see all the things that have happened. But the common theme amongst all of them is what I decided was, how do you distill that down and how do you analyze all of that? The people that are successful when they go all in are the ones that focus on the things that they can control and they only concentrate on what it is that they can control. And if they let go of everything else, stuff usually works out for them. Things don't always go their way. It doesn't always work out perfectly, of course, but if you just concentrate on what you can control, then it allows you to make decisions in a more, uh, more decisive way is what I'm trying yep. to say. And it's a, it's a really interesting thing. You, you just let go of the things you can't control. Don't worry about, I'm going to go, I'm moving okay. to a new country. I'll find new friends. It's all right, man. I'll find new friends. I'll find, yeah. I'll find new places. I'll find the gym. I'll find the pool. I'll find the beach. Nah, it's not a big deal, right? hundred percent. And you know, it's so interesting. So, and, and, you know, I'll share a little bit more about you with, with how I think on these things. So, you know, I say, is it getting you closer towards your goal? So for me, it's like, I, what we do and what we take some of our clients through is that, you know, I set my goals for the next three years and mm-hmm. I want to determine what is my business going to look like? 
in terms of my revenues and my profits? What does my lifestyle look like? And what does my team need to look like in order for me? So in order for me to have those revenues with that um, lifestyle, what does my team need to look like that can run the business without me? Yeah. Okay. And then I work my way backwards. So what do I need to do in the next 12 months? What does my revenues and profits look like? What, am, what products am I selling? Or what price points am I selling that? Then what does my structure, my leverage and my tech stack look like that allows me to scale? Mm. Then I break it down into the next 90 days. What are the three, <coughs> excuse me, what are the three um, major, the three key projects that I need to get done in the next 90 days that are going to get me closer towards my goal? How do, I, how do I launch it? How do I measure the success of that? And then I go into, well, what do I need to do this week? And then what do I need to do on a daily basis to get closer to that? Mm-hmm. And so when I say getting closer towards your goals and, and how I get to those daily and weekly actions is I ask myself the question is, what are the things that are transformational? And what are the things that are transactional? Mm. The transformational things are the things that I absolutely must do or must get done in order to get me closer towards my goal. The transactional things are things that I can either delegate or just don't do. So like what you've said, you've put it into a a different way where it's like focus on the things that I can control. And the things that I can control are the things that are going to get me closer towards my goals. Everything Mm -hmm. else I believe will fall into place because, you know, when you've got that drive and you've got that vision and you're going for what you want, that attracts things to you, mm. right? You don't need to go looking too hard. Like when, when we actually put down everything that we wanted and who we wanted and we wrote down, like as an example, I've just hired a, um, before COVID, I mean, we had six people in our team. We've now got 14 people on our team. I've hired a client success director. I've hired a, a sales director and, and a bunch of salespeople. And we set a very specific role for that sales director and for that, um, and for that client success director of who that person needs to be. And all of a sudden they just popped up, both of them. <laughs> they like, played the, the whole ether. time, you didn't realize. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't even, the one I did know, the one I was kind of like, we've always been joking. He, he worked for a, a big speaker and mm. I was always joking. I was like, yeah, I'll just come work for me instead, you know? Yeah, yeah. And when this whole thing shut down and all the events shut down, it was like, Let's have the conversation. Yeah, yeah, Literally popped in. Literally. Yeah. You literally popped in. Yeah. And the other lady, I mean, I didn't even know she was in our sphere, but she's been following us. She said she's been following us for the past 18 months, loving what we were doing. We found out that she's like a she was she helped um a a really prolific marketer build some of their stuff. And I was like, this is this is a guy that we learned from as well. Mm. And it was like, this was amazing. And so, you know, when you put that out there and you've got that clear focus and, and you know what you're going after, those things come into your life. Like, I, I also, like, I know, I'm not sure how spiritual you are, but like, I manifest stuff like crazy. <laughs> well, you know, if you give your attention to it, it'll show up in your life. And you don't give your attention exactly. to the things you don't want, they'll, they'll rock up. And I, I really, I don't know if you call that spiritual, but I, I definitely believe in that. You know, it's got to do with attention. It, it's really... Uh, it's really important stuff that you're sharing, Matt, and I, I appreciate you being so giving with your knowledge and your experience and that. And Absolutely. I know the audience listening and watching will will get something out that. And well, one of the things in in creating uh, the course that I've built for myself is I had to try and define. It's just such a weird thing looking back at interviews and creating, you know, a course around the concept of going all in. It's like a it's an abstract concept. I love it, by the way. 
it's kind of cool, right? That everyone understands sexy, and man. everyone understands the mindset, but what do you, what do you really need to do to go all in? And one of the things that I, again, it's a common theme amongst everybody is that they set their goals. Um, they have a target that they're aiming at, but then what they do is they focus on the process over the outcome and they spend yes. the vast majority of their day, 80 to 95, almost a hundred percent of their day focusing on what they need to do today to close the gap from where they are to where they want to be. And yeah, the only way that can happen is you, you set these goals out and, and you have those goals in ultra high definition. That's what I call yep. it. It's ultra high definition objective in 8K. So you can see exactly what it is that you're looking for in crystal clear clarity. Then they reverse yep. engineer it in exactly the, the way you describe it. You're another one of those people that does that. But then they let the goal go. It's like, yes, yes. what I said I was going to do. It's written down. I already know what it is. I'm not giving it yes. any attention today. What do I need to do? Who am I hiring today? Who is that lady again? Who's that guy? Boom. And it just works. Just such a beautiful thing to see that in action. Yeah. It's like it's poetry in motion really is the way I describe it. It's beautiful. It is man. And then, you know, you go and you look back at the goals again after three months and you're like, damn, like, you know, cause as you're going through it, you don't feel like you're achieving them. Mm. And then you go back and you actually look at the plan and you're like, we're spot on. Yeah. We're absolutely 100% spot on. Yeah. And so, you know, you were talking about the, the, the focusing on the processes. So we call that the leading indicators versus the lagging indicators, mm -hmm. right? So your lagging indicators are your monthly reports. It's sales, you know, it's money in the bank, it's new clients. Those are our results. Those are outcomes, right? We focus on the leading indicators. What are the things that you need to do on a daily, consist on a daily basis and consistently to get to that outcome? Yeah. And very often, I think people are focusing on, on the wrong thing. They're focusing on, they're trying to focus on the outcome, which is the win as such, right? The big win. But they forget all the small little wins that they had along the way, which actually is how they got to that big win. Mm. And that's the thing. Like people are so, you know, and it's so easy to do that because you look on, on social media and this person's like, oh, I just did, you know, $250,000 in the last three weeks. And this one's like, I'm on my private yachts. And this one's like flying first class. And you're like, fuck, like what's <laughs> going on? Why can't I do that? Mm. You know? And the problem is that that's the outcome. You know, they don't show, they're just showing the result. They're not showing all the work that they did to get there, all the fails, all the, you know, you heard that saying, right? Overnight success, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, but overnight times. success yeah. takes 10 years to get. Like, <laughs> yeah. So it's those, it's those leading indicators. And I think if there's one thing that I could say to people listening here today is like, focus on the leading indicators, focus on the small things. Yeah. Like if you want to grow your business, focus on well, how many calls and how many leads am I generating today? How many of them are turning, how many are, am I qualifying? How many are turning into sales calls and then how many are closing? How do I then increase the amount of leads or increase the quality of leads? Like focus on that and the results will come. You know, focus on your mindset, focus on your attitude, focus on building your team, putting systems and processes in place, like all the unsexy shit. Mm. That's the stuff that builds the business. Absolutely. Process over outcome, baby. I, I love it. Yeah. I love it. And they're just value bombs left, right, and center. So thank you. Thank you, Matt. I want to I want to shift gears a little bit now, if I if I may. Shit. And uh, I want to find out some more directly about your business. You know, one of the cool things about yeah. having your own podcast is you can ask all the questions that you want to ask. <laughs> and I pretend like I'm doing it on behalf of the audience, but I really want to know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I want to be a rainmaker, baby. Come on. I want I want the I want, yeah. I want the 
the leads just to rain from the sky for my business. Tell me about it. That's, tell us about what's the proper name of your business. You've got that as Rainmakers and all that sort of stuff, but tell us about it. Yep. So the name of the business is called The Virtual Edge. Um, and that's the website, virtualedge.com, thevirtualedge.com. But the program that, and, and the process that we put together is called the Rainmaker Lead System, right? And this is all about how to get two to five high value leads every single day in your business. Now, let me qualify what do we determine as a lead? Because there's a lot of people there uh, on, out on LinkedIn that are saying, you know, 20 to 30 leads a day and all the rest. And I look at that and I'm like, I'm like, bullshit, you know? I'm, I'm calling it, I'm calling it. It's BS, yeah. I'm just like, yeah, yeah I'm like absolute bullshit. Because yeah. what they're counting is they're counting connections and they're calling lead. that a lead. Yeah. <clears throat> so what I determine as a lead is very specific, you know, and this comes from my door-to-door background, my door-to-door sales background. Like my goal is to, how do we turn somebody that has never seen us before, that we're literally knocking on their door, okay, yeah. or virtually knocking on their door, and turn them into a paying customer in the shortest period of time. So what do I determine as a lead? Well, there's a couple things we need to do before we can actually get there. So in the Rainmaker system, there's three stages, um, position, connect, and scale. In the position stage, it's all about how are you set up so that your ideal clients know how to work with you before they even talk to you, okay? And so the first stage is actually diving deep into who is the ideal client and getting laser focused. We use what we call the power of one. Mm -hmm. Solve one big problem for one ideal client. Okay, start there. And if you've got multiple avatars and multiple products and services, that's okay. Choose one for LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. Okay, choose your high ticket stuff for LinkedIn. Right. So then we dive deep into who's this ideal client? What are their pains and frustrations? The fears that keep them up at night, the implications of not solving those pains. What are their goals and desires and their dreams and aspirations? Then we go and we create what we call the pickup line, which is step number two. And the pickup line shows people how to work with you before they even talk to you. Now, this is your headline in LinkedIn. So, you know, some people will have, you know, author or podcast, uh, podcast host or, um, you know, director or CEO or founder. Excuse me. And so what I've got, and, and that's kind of like ordinary, we call that brown box syndrome. Mm-hmm. Because how does that help you stand out from anybody else that's doing the same thing as you? Right? It doesn't. So what we want to do is we want to create something that's irresistible. So as an example, my my, uh, pickup line on LinkedIn is I help coaches, consultants, and advisors get two to five high value leads per day from LinkedIn without paying for ads. Beautiful. I want to know how you don't pay for ads. Exactly. Right. And so that's the pickup line there, right? Because that's that the way I describe that, I use a process, the Oren Claff process, right? Called inception. Where yeah, I love it. My idea becomes your idea because if you're telling me that I can get two to five leads without having to pay some for something, mm-hmm. that's your idea, straight up, man. Yep. That's my idea. Your pickup line. So all, all my resistance to you has gone away completely. There's no exactly. ah, come on, man. That's BS. Come nah. It's like nah. Tell me, you've got two to five. I want two to five. How do I get them? What do I need to do? It's a process of mechanics, Absolutely. then, right? hundred percent. And people literally reach out to me and they say, can you help me get two to five leads a day? Mm. I look at them, coach, consultant, provider. I'm like, yeah, absolutely, man. Let's talk. They're the right avatar. You can help them get them on your calendar. Off you go. hundred percent. And so the third step is changing your profile is doing a profile makeover. And this is where you take your profile from an egocentric profile that focuses everything on you 
to a client-centric sales page that focuses everything on them. Beautiful. Right? The mistake most people make is their profiles are written like a CV, like they're mm. applying for a job, right? You've got to turn it into a sales page. Focus yep. everything on them, their pains and frustrations. So <clears throat> all that work that you did, you know, finding out about them, you put it on the profile. Mm. So now we go to what is actually a lead, okay? So for me, a lead is somebody that I've gone and connected with. I've specifically targeted. I've gone and connected with them. They've read my profile. They've gone through everything. I've then sent them a message saying, hey, look, these are the kind of results we help people get. Do you want to get on a call and see if it's a good fit? Okay, yeah. that's you know, very short and sweet. And then they'll say yes. And then I'll get their cell phone number and their email address. That's what I consider a lead. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's a real lead where, and you know, it, it's more than just a Zoom call sometimes as well, or a Skype call or something yeah. like that. If you've got a phone number in there, I always call people on the phone when I see that. Hello, absolutely. Who is this? Yeah. And they're like almost shunt. <laughs> what? Yeah, I'm going to talk yeah. to you like a human, man. Old school, like a person. <laughs> exactly. Like a robot <laughs> typing behind a keyboard. No. 100%. Yeah. And so, you know, we even take that process further, right? So, you know, like I shared with you, um, I think before our call is that, you know, I've got this week, I've got 22 sales calls booked in. Mm. But now we don't just determine, so I don't just leave that as a lead. That, that for me is, that's a, that's a good lead, but that's not a qualified sales lead. Yeah. So we take it a step further. What will happen is that, you know, my, my sales assistant will phone them and it will qualify them and they'll spend five minutes asking them a bunch of questions, edifying the hell out of me. Mm -hmm. And if they're a good fit, then, then we, they book in a sales call with me. Yeah. And then what they've got to do is before they even talk to me, they've got to watch a video that explains what we do and how we do it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so by the time they're going to call, wasting time, stops wasting exactly. everybody's time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so those, when I say I've got 22 sales appointments, that's the process people go through. Yeah. Yeah. Powerful, so if somebody's, if somebody's listening to this and they're thinking, how should my profile be? Cause you, you covered off a lot of stuff there then. And if, if your LinkedIn is a, is a little bit of a dog's breakfast or it's a brown box as you, as you put it, <laughs> well, what should be the first thing that they should do? Like, is it their, is it their photo? Is it their header image? Is it their, yeah. uh, the description of them? You know, because cool. the, the problem with it is, you know, and, and I'm kind of asking this question on behalf of myself because I'm trying to put myself in the, in, the, in the ears of the listener that's listening to this or watching this. And people are like, there's so much conflicting information. I don't, I, is, is the cov like the flu or is it like the plague and I'm going to die and I'm going to be sick forever? <laughs> I don't know. I look at one website and people say there's nothing to worry about. Someone else tells me it's 5G. I don't know what to believe. You know, yeah, so exactly. How, how do you, how do you boil all down that confusion and, and decide what the most important thing to do is? Well, I mean, there's a couple of fundamentals, right? And the fundamentals is one, have a professional profile picture up. Mm. Okay. Not one of you sitting on the beach or with your cat or whatever that is, right? <laughs> have a professional profile picture up. No, and, cats, you know, no pets, no pets allowed. <laughs> if, unless that's your business. Uh, right? What if I'm the James Bond villain and I'm patting petting the cat and maybe <laughs> yes. that works. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> well, you know, up to you. Uh, what results do you want to get, right? <laughs> this is the question. So if you're in business, let's put it this way. If you're in business and you, you want some professional clients, don't be the James Bond. Have a Bond professional board. photo. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Have a professional photo, right? Mm -hmm. um, and it's super simple. Just one of you dress nice, plain background, smiling, whatever it is, inviting, you know, mm -hmm. have a background that brands you. All right. Uh, and then you've got to create your pickup line. 
Now, the, the thing that most people say, and, and I've seen a lot of LinkedIn people talk about this, is that, you know, create it for SEO, put in author, podcast, whatever it is that you do, put that in there so it gives you great SEO. I'm like, okay, that's cool. You and how many other people? Yeah. <laughs> right? So now you, all of you look the same. And if yeah. someone does do a search and they bring up 30 of the same people, how are you going to stand out? Yeah. Right? So what we do is we call, we, we then create the pickup line which is showing people how to work with you before they even talk to you. Mm -hmm. And how we do that is very simple. And I'm actually just going to give you the formula because at the end, I've actually got a document. It's called the 20 minute profile makeover that people can go and actually just download and go through some of the stuff. Nice. Right. And so the formula is very simple. I help whoever your ideal client is. Remember power of one achieve whatever results you help them achieve. You need to have a, a metric and a timeline. Okay. Through whatever your system or methodology is it's that simple. Mm. So now if I'm going onto a profile and it says, look, I help coaches, consultants, and advisors get two to five high value leads per day from LinkedIn without paying for ads. I'm like, okay, I get it. I know how to work with you. Mm -hmm. And you know, you know, I want what you have. Yeah. You know, immediately whether or not that's the right person for you as well if yeah. you're looking for that you know because you might not be shopping for it but then i see it then suddenly i'm ready to shop for it all right let's uh absolutely let's nitpick my one yeah okay you ready let's go look at it yeah, right, yeah let's yeah. nitpick mine it says my pickup line says i'll help you build your expert status faster with your own podcast and guest bookings onto other people's shows okay so the first question is you say i'll help you who is you no avatar Right. So who's the ideal client? So you've mm -hmm. got to get clear on that. Right. Mm -hmm. Then you say, build your expert status faster with your own podcast and guest bookings onto other people's show. Well, you're focusing on the methodology, right? So it's through podcasts and guest bookings, but what is the result that they're going to get? Mm, right. Are they going to have an increase in business? Are they going to get more leads? And if so, how many and in what time frame? More specificity. We'll focus on the outcome, mm. Mm. right? Focus it. on the results. I, I, I get a free console. It's so good. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Outcomes, right? Love it. Focus on the outcome because then when people read it, they're like, "Okay, I get it." Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. And there's a bunch of other things that you can do on your profile. I mean, there's there's ten points that we focus on on the profile, but you know, just getting those right will immediately boost your status and will immediately, if you've got, I mean, I see you've got over 10,000 connections, right? Mm -hmm. So very often we see is that people that have got connections, it doesn't matter if it's 500, 1,000, 10,000, it doesn't matter. Very often, just when they change that pickup line, the, the, the image in the background, people reach out to them and they're like, oh, congratulations, I like what you do, can we have a talk? Yeah, yeah. Because now there that is, mm. oh, dude, it happens all the time, it's fantastic. Yeah. Nice one. Nice one. Matt, that's uh, again, mate, that's just gold. And thank you so much for, for sharing that information. Who is your ideal client? You, I mean, is it, is it coaches, consultants? You, you said that a couple of times. Who, who yep. is it that you want to connect with and who can you help the most? Yeah. So we're really focusing on professionals. So, you know, co coaches, consultants, advisors, um, work really, really well. And we've actually built a system in the back end because, you know, very often what we find is that coaches, consultants, and advisors, they're really good at what they do. Mm. They've got no idea how to market themselves and no idea how to sell. <laughs> Majority. Yeah. I see that okay. a lot in my business too. They, they're yeah. always coming to me saying, hey, I want to start a podcast. And it's like, well, what are you going to do with it? 
when you do that, you know, because there's a lot of work. It's a huge amount of commitment. You've got to sit down on a microphone exactly. every couple of days to, to get it recorded and they, they underestimate what's required. And so I sort of give them a bit of a reality check there as well and say, all right, fast forward six, six months into the future, you got your podcast, what are you going to do with it? They're always, exactly. they're always a little bit uh, Absolutely. And, you know, I've toyed with the idea of starting a podcast as well, but I'm just like, at the moment, I don't have the time. Just go on other um, people's like this. It's easier. <laughs> that's what I do. That, yeah. That's exactly what I do. I mean, you know, you had um, my, my assistant reach out to you and set the whole thing up, right? Yeah. We've got a system in place for this. Yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it works. But I did have the, I did have the, have you read a book called The Go-Giver? Uh, yes, I have. Yep. Okay. Bob Berg and John David Mann, right? Yep. So I actually had the opportunity, right? Like I don't have a podcast or anything, mm -hmm. but one of my friends, um, one of my friends just posted the book, The Go-Giver on his timeline. And I was like, dude, love the book. I read it like 20 times. We use a lot of the principles in our business today. Yep. And Bob Berg actually reached out to me and he, and he said, thank you so much, you know? <laughs> and I was like, dude, I'd love to interview you. <laughs> I was like, I just want to talk to you. It's like a you know a bit of a fanboy kind of vibe, right? Yeah, yeah. And because um, I just love the philosophy so much. Mm -hmm. And so last week I got on a podcast with him and I just interviewed him. And at the end of it, he was like, "Yeah, how many listeners and everything you got?" And I was like, "Dude, honestly, this is my first one." <laughs> um, That's that a big win the for the first on. one. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, hundred percent, right? Yeah. But here's what I have got is, you know, we've got, you know, ten, you know, thousands of people in our database that we're going to be sending it out to and our social medias and all the rest. So we're going to be doing a big push on this as well. But, you know, I just wanted to say thank you. And really, I just wanted to meet you and pick your brain. Yeah, that's nice. That's nice. Was he giving? Huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's, you know, he, he actually lives what he teaches. Um, and that's something that I really resonate with because that's what we do in our business as well. Yeah. You know, like I'll... The, the crazy thing I see with a lot of like coaches and experts and everything is that they've, or they've always made their money from teaching, mm. right? They haven't made their money from actual business experience. Yes. And so, you know, not that that's a bad thing. I mean, like for me, if you can help people get results faster than what they can do themselves, it's great. do it Yeah. by all means. But you get a different level of experience when you've had your own business and you've built those things before, you know, like, I came from door-to-door -door sales. Mm. That comes with a different set of skills that we've applied to this. And I've built business before so I can help people navigate some of the things that I've gone through. Mm -hmm. So we can help people. We, you know, we've actually built different levels in the business of, you know, if people just want to come in and learn how to get leads and that's the one thing that they need, fantastic. We've got a program that can help you. Nice. People want to come in and they want to start putting in some systems and some automation and create more time. So, you know, they've got a product that's selling well, they've got, you know, they've got some clients, they're really looking to get more leads, turn them into paying customers, but also do it in a more leveraged way. We've got something that can help them. Yeah. The next level up is like, okay, we really want to build a system. We want to build a business that can take them end to end where we're doing videos, where we're doing, you know, it's a proper business building system that'll help them package their business and package their knowledge in a way that can sell for higher prices. Mm-hmm. I mean, we had a client the other day. I mean, he's um, based in New Zealand, actually. So his best month was eight grand, right? And, you know, he was working really hard for that eight grand. Yeah. And what we did was we jumped on a call and I helped him package what he does and who his target market was. We created a $4,800 offer, okay? We focused specifically on trade professionals. And what he helps the trade professionals do is go from employed to starting their own business in 90 days. Nice. 
You see the clarity in that, the pickup yeah. line. Yeah, beautiful. Right? And what happened was that within a week and a half, he'd signed five clients. He had a twenty five thousand yeah. dollar week and a half. Thank you. Yeah, not even and the month's not even over. Still got three weeks to run. Month's not even over. Yeah. Exactly. So that's the exciting part. So it's now, you know, we've packaged this business. We've packaged, you know, he needed a quick cash influx. So we did that. Mm-hmm. Now we're building the business. We're building the systems. We're taking it to that next level. And then the next level up is a mastermind, which is, you know, for people who are ready for that. Yeah, that's fantastic. So it's interesting just to see where people are at different stages. And we've made sure that we've got something that can cater, that can move. Like I want people, if, if they're you know, starting off small and they just need more leads and more clients, cool. Come in at this level, let's do that. Then we can help you build and build and build. Mm-hmm. And it gets fun. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, love, I love doing podcasts like this with uh, marketers like yourself uh, for a couple of reasons. You know, first of all, you get, I get like a kind of little free coaching session, which is kind of fun. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't implement everything everyone says anyway. So, but I'll yeah, change my LinkedIn profile. I need to fix that. But that the other you better thing, do right. So yeah, I'm going to yeah. check on you. Okay. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm on the hook now. I better do it properly. Yeah. <laughs> the thing that I like the most about it, as well, is and and I really appreciate you being so giving. And I've said that a couple of times. And the reason I say that is because I'm saying thank you on behalf of the audience because I get a lot of feedback for this show and people just really so, love. Uh, love what happens on this show and people are always really giving. But one of the things that I love the most about it is that you have an, a, a, a mentality and a view of the world, which is of abundance. And uh, particularly when you talk yeah. about, I've, talk, I've spoken with Facebook marketing guys, advertising guys, Google guys, LinkedIn people like yourself as well before. And I'm always, I always leave these conversations and leave these podcasts just thinking, there's so much opportunity in the world. If people realized Absolutely. that if you just got your communication piece right and you got your sales piece right, there's literally an unlimited number of leads and opportunities. And Rainmaker is just such a beautiful description of that. Just the abundance methodology, yeah. the abundance mentality of that. I just love that, man. And it's really great. Yeah, thanks, man. Appreciate it. And you know, there's, there's like a lot of these principles are very simple. Okay. And they're easy. And here's the thing with easy things. Easy things are also easy. They're easy to do, but they're also easy not to do. Yeah. And that's why most people never actually go and do these things. Mm-hmm. Right. Because a couple of changes and we see it all the time. I mean, I get people coming in and, you know, sometimes we get on webinars and we'll have like 50 people sign up and then they come in and they're, they're like, they're afraid, you know, and they don't want to implement, they want to implement what they feel will work for them Mm. or what they feel good about instead of just implementing everything. Yeah. And it's very easy to just say, okay, cool. Now I won't do that. I'll take this piece and this piece and this piece, but it's a step-by-step system, you know, and we've actually got a breakdown of the system on our website where people can watch a video and they can see all nine steps, right? You have to do every, whether you work with me or not, you have to do every single one of those steps. Yeah. Right. If you want success, like, it's that simple, mm. you know, so we're not teaching stuff. I mean, yes, we've obviously got our own flavor, but a lot of the things that we teach, I mean, these are not new. Mm. Mm. It's just how it's applied. Yep. Absolutely. I always say that there's no such thing as an original idea. Um, yeah. I, I have these really good ideas all the time, but they're not original. <laughs> they're not mine. I've, exactly. <laughs> it's a combination of all the things that you've learned over a period of time. Matt, I want to, I want to move off this topic now and, and come to a couple of really hard hitting podcasting questions 
this Jeez. is the Mac clock that's in front of me right now that I that I see and it's been really great to spend an hour with you here and get to know you a little bit and have a bit of fun and a bit of a laugh as well but if I met yeah. you 18 months ago how would you have been what's changed in the last year and a half for you other than the stupid pandemic and the collapse of the world's economy and all that stuff what's changed in your world yeah. in the last 18 months well, the pandemic's actually been really good for me. Um, <laughs> our business has exploded. Yeah. So it's been really good. Um, it, but in the last 18 months, you know, we had a lot more uncertainty. You know, we were kind of transitioning from before we went all in on LinkedIn. I mean, there's another all in story. Mm. You know, we actually, I actually started out in this internet marketing business as a um, Infusionsoft certified partner. Mm-hmm. So helping people automate their businesses. Because I was like, I get it. I can have a system that did what I had 60 people doing. I'm in. Yeah. Right. And they don't give me bullshit excuses and lose their phones and not show up to work or get sick or pregnant. So I was like, I'm in. Right. And yeah. I just have to pay a fraction of the price. Let's do it. Yeah. And so 18 months ago, we were in the transition phase and we'd created this Rainmaker system and we were selling it for like a thousand dollars. We were selling our previous programs for like seven thousand, seven thousand five hundred dollars. And I was nervous. Um, I was nervous. I thought, like, is this going to work? Mm. Um, you know, we've, we're literally taking things and selling it at a seventh of the price. We've got to sell literally seven times more to get to the same amount. Mm. Um, and it was a scary place to be. Mm. Um, but we went all in and we found a way to actually combine the two and not necessarily using Infusionsoft, but combine the way of thinking and the way of strategizing um, to create something amazing. So yeah, it was a scary time. I wasn't making the money that I had, uh, that I, that we are now. I didn't have the team. Um, I was kind of a lot more, you know, a lot more, I don't know, fearful is not the word, but uncertain. Yeah. Definitely uncertain. Yeah. So on the other side of that coin, you've got good things going on. You said the pandemic's been good for business because people want to yeah. connect more online and all those sorts of things. What's on the horizon for, <laughs> you for the next 12 months? Well, our goal for the next six months is, you know, I want to get my business to a place where it's doing $300,000 a month and it's doing without me. Okay. Mm-hmm. That US, right. Um, and it's doing it without me. And, you know, we're, we're, we're not too far off of the mark, but it still requires, you know, we're about halfway there at the moment but it, it's still requiring too much of me and too much of my business partner, right? Um, and it's been good because, you know, it, it, it just shows that, like, you know, I can sell and build a business and everything at the same time. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I wanna, I've got different focuses. So, you know, I'm putting a lot of my focus on to investing. Um, and, you know, obviously what's really good for me living in South Africa, earning in dollars, man, it's amazing. Just clean up, yeah. Yeah, you know, because, you know, and I've traveled to Sydney, I've traveled to Australia quite a lot as well. And the cost of living is just so much higher, mm-hmm. you know, where you guys go out for a lunch and it can cost you like $30, $40. Like that's a lot of money for us. Mm. I, had, I had a lunch the other day for $60. Right? Yeah. You go out and you have a steak and a steak is like 50, can be like $50, $60. Like exactly. a yeah. steak for us at a top end restaurant, you're going to pay $15, 15 to $20. Wow. Big difference. Huge difference. Yeah. And that, it's huge, right? So our cost of living is less. And, you know, like I look at in, um, like in the house I'm staying in now, like in Australia, you're paying four or $5,000 a month for it. Wow. Right here, I pay 2000 Yeah, big difference. Huge difference. Yeah, same thing. Because I've, you know, I've been to some of my mates' houses there. Mm. And so for me, the big thing is um, we're focusing a lot on investing. 
Um, we're focusing a lot on, we also want to get into acquiring more businesses um, and growing the portfolio. Nice. Nice. Sounds exciting. Are yeah. you excited? Excited by, by the future and the prospects? Super excited. Uh, and then we've also got on the cards moving country. So yes, um, was, it's an interesting time. Where, where's the move to? We're looking at Panama, actually. Of all places, South America. Yeah, South America. Yeah, mm. right. Yeah, I bet you have some Similar good bang climates. for your buck down there, for your USD down there. Definitely, definitely. And, you know, there's some business opportunities that we've got and also how business is structured and tax implications and all the rest. There's some really, really good, uh, good positives about it. Mm-hmm. Isn't Panama a tax haven? Yeah. It is. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's, yeah, it's, one it's of those, really good. Yeah, it's one of those countries that attracts business to it because of those good taxation laws and stuff that they have, isn't it? Yeah. Singapore. And it's beautiful, man. Yeah. All oh, right. Yeah. 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 Right. And it's beautiful. And I love fishing and the fishing is incredible. Beautiful. Well, what else is there really? I mean, gosh, cost of living is nothing. <laughs> living in the tropics where the weather's warm. Yep. Online business is to be amazing. Yeah. Very nice. Very nice. Well, Matt, I, we're bumping up against an hour here in the podcast. I can't let you leave the go all in show without putting you in the podcasters hot seat. A couple of uh, nice. quick fire questions, a little bit of fun before we wrap up bit more of a get to know you actually uh here we go the first one is i really love to ask this question because i love to travel as well you said you've been to a bunch of countries 40 plus countries where's your favorite holiday destination i'm assuming panama because if you're gonna go and live there well i've never been there actually so oh. you know i've looked at it i've done all the research but never been there i'm waiting i was gonna go before this whole thing hit yeah, it'll stop. um so we're gonna see what happens you know, that's a tough question for me to answer because we've been to such amazing places and I feel like every place has got its own special thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one of my favorite places is Mozambique. Right. Um, I love Mozambique and you know, it's on our doorstep. It's a couple hours drive. It's, it's stunning. I was going to say, Similarly, it's just on the road, right? Yeah, exactly. It's exactly. And I've been all over Mozambique. You know, I've been like way up north. I've been inland. I've been all the way down south. I've traveled there a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's, it's just incredible because um, you go inland and you've got, you know, you've got wild game. You know, I, I do a lot of tiger fishing as well. Google what that is if you haven't seen tiger fish before. No, I don't know. What and it's is. always, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they've got these massive teeth and they're like, you know, red and white, uh, red and orange. Uh, so orange and black and white stripes. They're stunning. Wow. Very nice. And, um, you know, when you go inland and tiger fishing, they're always in like the wild places. So, you know, you're on this boat, right? fishing for tiger fish. There's crocodiles and hippo in the water. There's <laughs> elephants on the riverbank. You're in the wild. Amazing. Yeah. Okay. So that always blows my mind. So those kind of things. Yeah. I'd say Mozambique. Beautiful. Love it. Love it. Hey, uh, what's a skill that you've not yet mastered? Ah, uh, jeez. I started playing guitar a while ago and I was like, nah, this is, nah. That's hard, man. That's so, I'm not going to, I'm not even going to take that up as well. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. All right. Last one for the podcasters hot seat. What's the best piece of business advice that you've ever received? The best piece of business advice. Oh, there's been a couple of good ones. Um, I would say it was more personal advice that affected my business as well. Mm-hmm. And it came from, it came from a guy who I know who's been incredibly successful in business. He's taken four companies up to the billion dollar mark. Um, and he said, look, he said to me, you know, there's, and he actually gave me this advice when I got really sick. Um, a couple of years ago, I was diagnosed with uh, Crohn's disease and I went from 82 kilograms down to 59 in the space of two months. 
my gosh. Um, yeah, it was nuts. And I was doing some work for some clients at the time and he kind of just said to me, look, here's, here's the, what I did is that, you know, I've, I haven't exactly grown these companies. There've been some things that I've done to get to where I've got. And the number one thing that has saved me is to forgive, right? Do the forgiveness exercise where I've forgiven myself for everything. You know, I've forgiven everyone for everything that they've done to me or intentions or whatever it is. Yeah. And then I've also forgiven myself. Beautiful. And he said, what I did was every single night before I went to bed, I just did that exercise. So forgive everyone for everything. Sometimes it takes five minutes. Sometimes it takes hours. <laughs> I was going to say, there's a lot of people up. that annoy the hell out of me, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it depends awesome. on what comes up. Yeah. And then you forgive yourself. You know, sometimes it takes five minutes. Sometimes it takes hours. Depends what comes up. Mm. And that exercise really was interesting because it allowed me to open up space for new things um, and new ideas and new energy moving forward. So I'd say that's the best bit of advice that I've got. Beautiful. The one that stuck with it. me that I've implemented the most for sure. Very nice. Very nice. Well, Matt, if people wanted to connect with you and learn more about your business, what's the best way to do that? I'm assuming it's LinkedIn. You got it. Absolutely. LinkedIn. Um, so look for Matt Clark and you've heard my pickup line like a million times. So just look for that, right? In <laughs> South Africa. Mm-hmm. And um, when you connect with me, I mean, I have a bit of an ask, right? When you connect with me, send me a message, mm-hmm. right? Tell me where you heard, if you heard me on Robert Bruce's show, okay? Because I'm going to let him know. I'm going to give him some feedback as well. <laughs> um, that's a good way to connect with me. But if you want to learn more about what we do and how we do it, go to my website, www.thevirtualedge.com. There is a video that'll walk you through the Rainmaker system, you know, the, 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 the position connect and scale process. But also on there, there is a free training that you can get. It's a 20-minute profile makeover, which will cover some of the stuff that we've actually gone through today. Now, the beautiful part is that once you download that, afterwards, there's going to be a training on it, okay? There's about a 47-minute training. No sale or anything. Like my goal is not to get you to buy from me immediately. I want you to get to know me first. Now, obviously, mm. you're going to hear that here on, on the thing, but learn more about the system and how we think. And if you like what you see at the end, book a call. Let's have a chat. Beautiful. Fantastic. And if you're listening to this podcast, just take a little peek at your phone and you can see all of the links to Matt's uh, website and to his LinkedIn right there. So you're not going to have to go poking around in Google for him. And if you're watching this on YouTube, just scroll on down. They're right there in the show notes as well. Matt, before I uh, wrap this show up and let you go, mate, have you got a parting shot of wisdom for us? What do you got for us, mate? So, and so there's two actually that kind of work together. Um, one I learned from Jim Rohn is that life doesn't give us what we want. Life gives us what we prepare for, what we deserve, right? And what we deserve is what we prepare for, okay? And um, another one that came in was from a guy by the name of uh, Brett Gleason, who is a former Navy SEAL. And he said, when faced with times of crisis, we really rise to the occasion, but we sink to our level of preparedness and perseverance. Mm-hmm. So the last bit of wisdom would be constantly work on yourself, constantly grow, constantly be prepared and raise that bar. Okay. Focus on those leading indicators and not so much on the result. because when times hit and I've seen it in this pandemic, some people have flourished because they've been prepared mm-hmm. and persevered. And some people have just fallen off completely the horse. I was so surprised how many businesses were like on the edge and they just fell. Yeah. That's my little parting bit of wisdom there. (laughs) Beautiful advice, mate. 
Thank you so much for being so giving and sharing. And thank you so much for coming on the Goal In podcast. We look forward to speaking with you again soon. It's bye for now. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Well, there you have it, folks. If you want to connect with Matt, just take a little peek at your phone and all of the links to his website and socials are right there. And if you're watching this on YouTube, just scroll on down and all of his details are right there in the show notes as well. Now, if you've got a message or some feedback for the show, you can reach out via the Go All In socials or you can send me an email at any time. Just visit goallin.com.au to find out more. Well, that wraps it up for the show today. So whatever it is that you're doing, whatever you're working on, get busy, get to it and go all in. I'll see you next time. Making moves, trying to get away from this life I'm living. Same old things every day, wanna change this feeling. Wasting no more time, don't care about what you're saying. Try to keep me down, no time for all your playing. Yeah, even if you doubt me now, you should know I don't care about the things you say. Memories, time to make some new ones Sun is up, I'm wide awake We're not getting younger Never to touch it again